0: The Colts offense is going to be wholly reliant on Anthony Richardson in 2023, but how much is too much for the rookie? Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up everyone? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur of HorseshoeHuddle.com. I am your credentialed media member for the site, bringing you the daily scoop uh, from the team facility, letting you know what the coaches are saying, what the players are saying, uh, just generally keeping you guys up to date. And on today's show, it's week one. We finally have football this week, but I've got some questions. Uh, First up, I've got a few offensive questions that I'm wondering, you know, what's their lifeline throughout the season. Uh, We'll also look at the defensive side of the ball and then some coaching aspects as well. Uh, Some of this is personnel related, uh, but generally I've got three big questions on offense, defense, and for the coaching staff. Uh, It it pretty much trails the entire season, but it's applicable to this week one game uh, at home September 10th against the Jaguars as well. Uh, So just starting out, obviously when it comes to offense, everything pretty much runs through Anthony Richardson. Uh, So question one, is Anthony Richardson going to be the entire running game? Uh, So we'll start out just by saying, of course, Jonathan Taylor, superstar running back, of course, would be the starter on any roster. Uh, He is out at least the first four weeks of the season on the physically unable to perform list. Um, But that doesn't mean he's even going to be back with the Colts after that. As we all know, there's the contract dispute. He wants to leave. He wants to be traded. Uh, So he may have already played his last down for the Colts. So for my money, I just don't even really factor him into the equation uh, when it comes to this season. So next up is Zach Moss, who is currently nursing a broken arm. Uh, We were out there at practice late last week, though, and he no longer had the cast on it. Uh, So that's good. But I still think he's probably not slated to return until probably week two, week three, uh, because week one was just going to be a little too early. Uh, It was on the later end of the timeline for his broken arm. So that then brings us to Deion Jackson and Evan Hall as your primary running backs. Uh, So Jackson and Hall, that's two guys that can run between the tackles a bit. Uh, They can pick up tough yards. Both are really good pass catchers as well. Uh, Hall is probably a little better in pass protection at the moment. Uh, So you're really looking at two, I don't want to say unproven, because Jackson has had to step in and and play quite a bit, uh, especially last year for the Colts. But generally unproven when it comes to shouldering the load for the extent of a season. Uh, Richardson is obviously the most dynamic weapon they've got when it comes to running the ball, especially without Jonathan Taylor there. So if the Colts running backs are just kind of ho-hum, let's just say they're just churning out okay yardage, three, four, five yards at a time, is Anthony Richardson going to be the entire life of the run game? Because that's a guy who he's going to be picking up gains of five, six, seven plus yards he's going to be picking up those first downs you know the the third and mediums third and longs his scrambling ability is probably going to be uh, a big x factor for the Colts you know they're they're probably going to have a a decent third down conversion rate this year because of his ability to move the chains Uh, but are they going to have to rely on that in terms of their run game if the offensive line is clicking if these running backs are following blocks well and you know creating a little bit of their own yardage and you add on Richardson stuff on top of that, then that aspect you could look at a top 10 to 12 rushing offense in the NFL, uh, but there's a lot of things that have to go right for that to happen. Um, so one thing I'm very confident in is that Anthony Richardson is going to put up rushing yards. Uh, we've seen running or we've seen running quarterbacks in recent years get to a thousand yards or so uh, i think that's fully within the scope of expectation for richardson this year but are they going to be able to do more in the run game by design with the running backs that's that's one big concern i've got uh, moving along will the downfield passing game work uh because right now the the receiver position is arguably the most shallow one of the most shallow on the entire roster they've only got four active receivers right now and michael pittman Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, and Isaiah McKenzie. They do have a handful of guys on the practice squad: Mike Strawn, Juwan Winfrey, Amari Rogers, uh, D. J. Montgomery, and Racy McMath. But the only one of those, th- there's really no proven downfield threats on this roster in terms of guys who have done it over the course of a season. Uh, Alec Pierce is really your only guy who you know is your downfield threat this year. That's it. Um. And, you know, he had the rookie wall last year, so we didn't get to see him like fully flourish. I think he'll be a much better fit with someone who's got a a big arm like Anthony Richardson rather than a Matt Ryan last year. So I'm pretty confident in what Alec Pierce is going to be able to do. Uh, Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie, both of those guys have speed as well, but it's not really in their game to go downfield much. They're more chain movers, the classic slot types. Um, So after that, are you looking at your tight end position in terms of throwing downfield? Um, basically, what I'm getting at is uh, Shane Steichen's offense is a vertical offense. They like to push the ball downfield. You know, they have a quarterback with a big arm. They have at least one guy who can get downfield. But is it going to work how they want it to? Uh, you know, you can't just drop five, six downfield shots to Alec Pierce every week. That's not how it works. Um, in theory, that'd be good, but you know. Defenses catch on to things like that. Uh, So, you know, you might have to look into Kylan Granson being a factor downfield when Jelani Woods gets back, maybe him. Uh, Drew Ogletree is probably going to be parked on the line a little bit more often, um, at least after Jelani Woods gets back. Uh, So that's that's tough. Uh, I know they want to push the ball downfield. I think it'll be more productive downfield than it was last season. Um, But will they be able to be as vertical as they want to be? I think they're probably a year away, a year away at least from Shane Sykin being able to fully deploy what he wants to do downfield because they just don't have the personnel for it right now. Maybe I'm wrong and someone will step up and kind of prove people, myself included, wrong. But just looking at the track record of these guys that they have on the roster, it's just not really their game. Uh, And then my final question, and it's arguably the biggest one, will the starting five offensive line hold up? And it's super, super important. You know, we know injuries happen in the NFL. Injuries happen to this group in the NFL. You know, Quentin Nelson has been banged up the last couple of years. Ryan Kelly has had injury issues throughout his career. Will Fries is literally nursing a calf injury right now. Uh, Braden Smith has also missed time the last couple of years. So the Colts have no proven depth right now on the offensive line. You look at, uh, Ryan Hayes and Blake Freeland at tackle, that's two rookies. They have zero snaps in the NFL. Look at Josh Sills and Wesley French, a couple second-year guys, no, uh, no offensive snaps during the regular season. So your four backup linemen have never played a down-on offense in the NFL. That's pretty concerning. And then you look at Dan Skipper, who is a veteran offensive tackle, He's on the practice squad, so that's essentially an extra lineman. But he has never graded well in pass protection. Like he can run block, but in terms of protecting the passer, the grade is almost always terrible. Uh, so we have talked ad nauseum about our concern for the depth on the offensive line, and you're just gonna have to hope and pray that the starting five stays healthy because you're making an investment in Anthony Richardson. You don't want you don't want to hang him out to dry behind <clears throat> a poor banged-up offensive line. Uh, so that's that's obviously a big thing to keep track of. Coming up next, I'm going to shift focus to the defensive side of the ball and look at a few big questions I've got there. But first, guys, fantasy is back. I know you're excited betting on daily fantasy and things like that. And that mean, it means it's time to talk about underdog fantasy. So football season obviously kicks off this Thursday, and there's no better way to get in on the action than with underdog fantasy in their pick'em game. Just pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on their statistical production or their projections, and uh, then you do what you usually spend kickoff night doing, watching the game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states now, and it's a ton of fun if you want to build your draft if you want to bring draft if you want to build your dream team today you can actually win money for doing so uh, so go ahead and head over to underdog's easy to use mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code locked on not only will underdog double your first deposit up to 100 bucks but they'll also have a pickem special live now on their pickem lobby Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for your pick to be correct. I have confidence in that. Unless he gets struck by lightning in pregame, I think he's going to get that for you. So remember, that's underdog fantasy and sign up with the promo code locked on. Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching us on YouTube. And everyday is remember, I don't have to remind you actually, the season starts this week. Colts football is back this Sunday. The Shane Steichen Anthony Richardson era starts this Sunday. Uh, So, Zach is going to be back here on the next show. We're going to have a lot of stuff previewing this week, uh, kind of tying up our final thoughts on how the Colts look moving into the season. Uh, And then, you know, we're going to have a nice little crossover with our guy, Tony Wiggins from Locked on Jag. So, we're going to have a lot of good stuff coming for you guys this week. All right. So, let's discuss some defense. So, my first question here. Given that the defensive line, I think, is relatively deep right now, like it's in terms of name recognition and proven players or guys who are capable of doing something, this is the deepest I think the whole defensive line has been in a while. But they're a little unproven off the edges. So with that said, is an alpha outside pass rusher going to emerge? Obviously, I think Pay is the easy answer there. And if not for a bum ankle last year, I think he would have easily given the Colts that he looked like he was on his way to doing that. Uh, so I think if Pay stays healthy, that's probably like a 10 sack guy right there. Um, that's your guy who is going to step up and probably be pretty consistent. Uh, Samson Abukum for flashes throughout his career has proven to be a guy who if there is a top pass rusher on the other end of the line for him, he can take advantage of all the single matchups. Uh, all those one-on-one matchups. he's a relentless pass rusher. He can get into the into the backfield quite a bit, both against the run and the pass. Uh, so I think if either of those guys does it, it's probably going to be pay. Uh, but that'll be a big, you know, the other one will be a big beneficiary of that. Uh, you know, you, you've got some guys like Dio, Dangbo uh, can be expected to take another step. A lot of people are really excited about Isaiah Land. Tyquan Lewis always gives you a nice little mixed bag while he's healthy. And Jake Martin, nice veteran addition there. Uh, but you're lo- really looking at probably pay or, or Samson Ibukum to come up and, and step up into that lead edge rusher role. And then next question, kind of skipping the linebackers for now, is Kenny Moore second officially back? And by back, I mean back in terms of being a really, really, really good player, like arguably the best slot defender in the NFL. He's maybe taking a step back from that because he's going to have to re-earn it again. Uh, but last year was just really rough. Um, you know, adjusting to the new defense, you know, mentally, he he admits, you know, things weren't quite right. And, you know, physically, it just didn't look the part. And then he got hurt at the end of the year. Um but with this with the, just this huge amount of turnover in the secondary, particularly at cornerback, I think it's going to be really important for Kenny Moore to come back and like still be that guy because um, he's just really instinctive. He's kind of a special make, playmaker, too. I think he's got a lot of Shaquille Leonard in his game. I've just seen Kenny Moore do some things in his career that like just totally blow my mind. And the Colts just didn't really get that last year. So if they can get it back this year from him, I think that's going to be huge. Because, again, Daryl Baker Jr. and Dallas Flowers on the outside, while Kenny is in the nickel, you know, that's two new guys who have never been countered on to start uh, for an extended period of time on the outside. You know, they don't have much in terms of depth at slot. You know, Tony Brown is out there, but, like, eh, he's never been pressed to have to do it before for an extended period of time. Um, they, you know, Julian Blackman can do it, but he's being counted on to start at strong safety. They think Nick Cross can do it. So they have some guys, but you're gonna have to move them in from other positions. So I think it's really important that Kenny Moore stay healthy and stay performing at a high level and and bring back some of the, the big highlights that he was able to do just a couple years before. You know, he had a really, really strong stretch of like three or so years where he was just a lights out player. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's all behind him. Like, I think he's still got some of that uh, that he can bring to the table. And then last question for the defense. Again, really young group. When and if do Juju Brents and Jalen Jones crack this lineup? Do either of them become starters? Do either of them become starters not due to injury? Um, I think we're just waiting. Especially Brinson. You know, he's a second-round pick. You got to get him out there at some point and see what he's got. Right now, they seem like guys who probably get like five or ten snaps per game at the moment. Uh, just because your top your top three are solidified, and honestly, the fourth guy is probably Jalen Jones right now. To me, I kind of their their fourth cornerback. You're going to be seeing that more of the Brandon Face on roll from last year. You know, not a starter, but it's going to be out there a, a good decent bit you know especially when you've got spread offenses and the things that uh, that are going on across the nfl so those guys especially brents i think it's only a matter of time before he's out there but how soon luckily as long as dallas flowers and daryl baker jr are performing at a decent level and it's not a disaster i don't think the colts are going to feel any big rush to get either of those guys out there like with brents i think they can take their time. Again, second-round pick, but they don't have to, like, rush him onto the field. They can, like, wait a bit until he looks really, really good and then perhaps put him in there, like, over Dallas Flowers, for example. So, when do those guys crack the lineup. I think they're super eager, eager to get Jalen Jones in there, to be honest with you. I haven't talked to anyone in the organization who's not, like, pumped about having him and how good he has looked for them uh, coming into this season already. So, I'm going to finish up here shortly. Uh, bringing you guys three big questions i have about just from a coaching perspective uh, but first it is time to talk more fantasy again I did i think I did two fantasy drafts over the weekend one of them alive in person one for my home league over the over the weekend that was really fun uh, so you guys are probably in that same boat so we're gonna keep talking about fantasy here. our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire already, every week we're going to bring you uh, some of the best players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So, With draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. If you are looking for a player to take in fantasy drafts, who is going to spark his new team's offense and also help you speed up to victory, then use a luxury pick on Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley. So for me so far, I think I've drafted like three or four teams. I've tried to make sure Ridley is on each of them. I think compared to his ADP, I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, everything, he it looks like he's already got chemistry and big playability with Trevor Lawrence. So I think Calvin Ridley is a really, really good pickup. Uh, he looked sleek during his first camp in Jacksonville, and he's ready to rev up against, uh, uh, ugh, rev up again after his time in Atlanta, taking full advantage of riding with the rising Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. Vinny from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you guys win your championships, and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and it's the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly air filters brakes batteries taillights alternators shock struts you name it ebay Motors has got it and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because ebay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time so go forth switch gears crank the ac and say goodbye to sweating it out if your ride needs a little fixing up because now You know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, guys, so let's wrap this thing up with a few key coaching questions that I've got on my mind before this season starts. And so this is kind of going to snowball a little bit off of the first segment we were discussing the offense. How much will the short passing game be used as an extension of the run game? So I think the Colts are probably going to pass more with Richardson than I first anticipated. They probably would have been really heavy on the ground if Taylor was around but I do think they'll pass a little more now. So whether or not Deion Jackson, Zach Moss and Evan Hall is some like super effective ground and pound attack. I'm wondering if the Colts are going to be using that short passing game as an extension of the run game more often. Reason being Hall and Jackson are both plus pass catchers as running backs, like above average, I would say Uh, Moss is okay at it but that's not really his specialty he's more of a between the tackles guy he's good in pass protection um but you know if if the if the run game isn't working or they're not able to like get it outside the tackle as much as they would want then they could easily use those those pass catching backs you know quickly get them out in space out you know at the numbers outside the hashes i think that's going to be something we see a lot more um that's just my gut you know Looking at Shane Steichen's offenses in the past, looking at the personnel they have now, I kind of think we're going to be, it's, it's not exactly screen passes. They're just going to be quick outlets, quick dump-offs, um, basically to fortify what they would be getting in the run game if it's not clicking like they would like it to. So keep an eye on that because I think that's going to be coming up a lot too. You could be looking at like Deion Jackson going from the 30 receptions he had last year to like 50 this year. I really would not be surprised there. Uh, Next question. I think everyone is probably wondering this: Who is wide receiver five right now, and are they on the roster? Uh, The Colts made kind of a bizarre move last week. Uh, They cut themselves down to three active receivers. Uh, It was Pittman, Pearson, Downs. They cut Isaiah McKenzie, and they quickly brought him back when they put Jelani Woods on IR. But still, that's only four receivers. And it just goes to show you that, like, McKenzie's spot on the team is not like ironclad by any means. So you've got these four receivers. That's just not enough to carry on an active roster throughout a year. So, what are they going to do at five and perhaps six? Because that's usually going to be special teams players. And in that instance, you're probably looking at Juwan Winfrey and Amari Rogers. Uh, I'm not, Racy McMath is brand new to the team, so I'm not really familiar with his. Special teams pedigree or how much he's done that when he was just with the Titans, Um, but yeah, I it's tough to say. Like, are they just going to kind of rotate through these guys and call up one or the other throughout the season? Is wide receiver five even on the team? Like, we've already we already went through the big you know gutting the rosters process that was last uh, last week. So I'm really curious that. Like right now, it just seems like they'll probably. Make a decision on someone this week and just keep them as the fifth guy, maybe keep bringing wide receiver sixes up. I don't know. Like, Juwan Winfrey is probably the most well equipped to do it. I had him making getting the final receiver spot in my uh, final roster prediction before roster cuts happen. So, Winfrey and Rodgers are probably the best special teams players out of that. So, down to my head, I would say those guys are probably your fifth and sixth receivers in actuality even though they don't have five or six on the active roster so we'll see how that all shakes out they're probably not going to play much on offense anyways unless someone gets hurt so it really just all comes down to special teams and then final question on defense this is for Gus Bradley how do they find extra snaps for EJ Speed in that cross so EJ Speed had a little bit of a breakout last year uh, but was expected to take an even bigger step this year because it was a big mystery as to whether or not Shaquille Leonard was going to be able to come in and play. And then, lo and behold, he practices every day except for the last one during training camp. So Shaquille Leonard is back. Uh, He's just got to get cleared from this concussion protocol that he's in right now, but he is making steps through it. Uh, So assuming Shaquille Leonard, you know, as part of the linebacker equation all year, teams most often only use two. So you're going to have Zaire Franklin and Shaquille Leonard taking the lion's share of the snaps, you know, 80, 85% of the snaps. But well, you've got a guy like EJ Speed with special playmaking abilities, like really explosive as well. Gus Bradley has talked about it. Linebackers coach Richard Smith has talked about it. They have to get him more involved. So how do they do that? Um, I think it's going to be more matchup based, maybe like they'll still get into like nickel and dime defense and everything. But maybe instead of uh, an extra defensive back, it's EJ Speed to cover, like, an athletic tight end or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to be really match based but I think you have to find a way to get EJ Speed more involved. Same thing with Nick Cross. Uh, now, with Cross, I feel confident he's probably going to earn some snaps based on injuries this year anyways. So you've got Rodney Thomas starting at free safety and Julian Blackman at strong safety. Thomas has had a pretty good bill of health just through his first his rookie year. He did miss a little bit of time, like a few practices during training camp, but it wasn't any big deal. Julian Blackman unfortunately has been kind of snake bitten by injuries throughout his career. Uh, came into the NFL with an ACL tear, had the Achilles last year um, or the year before, so it's it's gonna be tough uh, for him to prove he can stay healthy in a contract year too Uh, because Nick Cross just had a a terrific summer he filled in for both Thomas and Blackman during the summer at free safety and strong safety played some nickel as well Uh, so the Colts know they can use him in any of those three spots so I don't know it's it's really tough for a third safety to crack the lineup and get any playing time in Gus Bradley's defense Uh, but I think Bradley and Ron Miles are going to have to get a little creative and figure out ways to get cross on the field. Again, it could just be like with speed, like totally match at base or, you know, you in certain packages, you have cross and Blackman coming up more into the box and you have Rodney Thomas roaming deep. If it's like a pass heavy set, like a spread spread defense or something, there's just different things they could do maybe shortening it up in the red zone when they're in the, the shallow red zone, you know, when within the 10 or five-yard line. That can make some sense. But regardless, the Colts are really going to have to find ways to get both of those guys more involved on defense because they've just earned it. They're they're young athletic playmakers. They're getting better. And you just it's, – it's a good problem to have, but you've got to find ways to get those guys on the field. So with that, I'm calling it a day. Um, every day or Zach will be back. We're gonna dive headfirst into Colts Jags. It's gonna be an awesome time. Uh, remember, you know, starting the regular season back at uh, back at Nevermore, I'll be hosting the pregame show over there for their four-hour tailgate. Uh, for the price of your ticket, you get all you can eat buffet, um, an open bar, the rooftop view is awesome. There's a bunch of games there, so like it's an incredible deal. So Come hang out with, with me Sunday morning while we do the pregame show. Uh, but yeah, other than that, if you don't already, follow at Locked On Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked On Colts on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love your guys' ratings and reviews as well. And with that, we'll see you guys tomorrow.